Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My guest today has been very busy since December of 2021. Autumn Langmeyer's job at History Nebraska as the historical marker equity program coordinator has been to examine every historical marker along every road in every county across Nebraska, 580 or so of them across the state. Good morning, Autumn. Good morning. Cataloging historical markers never crossed my mind. It makes sense, though, to take inventory of them. Uh, Was this your idea? Actually, no. Um, So when they approached me about working with this program, they were really kind of like we have this foundation we have this idea we want to see what we have as far as markers and we want to um, get a sense of what we're missing what areas we could have opportunities to improve upon Um, so while it wasn't necessarily my idea to do an audit of all of our markers um, I did just kind of control the way that we did the audit as I was the person conducting it Um, so Really, we just knew that we needed to figure out what we had because we have so many markers. Some of them have been up since the early 60s, and they might have been replaced. But in that case, we just ordered an exact copy of the old one in many cases. So there wasn't really a lot of like examining the text, checking historical accuracy, making sure that things were um, held to the same standard as we would like them to be. When was the last time a statewide audit took place of historical markers? I don't know that there's ever been a comprehensive historic marker um, audit before this here in Nebraska. What did at least you, not one that we have records of. What did you look at at each of these markers? So what I did when I looked at each marker is first I made a um, kind of a template spreadsheet for myself. And I have the county that it's in, the title, the um, unofficial number of the marker, because we have them kind of numbered in our numbering system. Um, for our records. And then I also have um, an area where I get to include themes. And so the themes are a little bit um, kind of just what I was thinking in the moment. What I would love to do in another year or so is do another audit where I have a little bit more of an idea of what categories we had to start with so I can have a better category system. Um, But I would just note down, like this one mentions Lewis and Clark and the Louisiana Purchase. Um, It also has archaeological mentions. Um, I decided that because there's a lot of markers that don't have one main theme, I was going to go with what categories are mentioned. So, um, for example, one marker might have three or four different categories um, that I have included on my spreadsheet mentioned in there. It's just a matter of um, how much focus is on each one, etc. Let's stay with themes, if we could, for a while. Too many of some subject, uh, not enough of other historical subjects. What did you find? So in a lot of cases, we have um, really interesting stories, but they're all put together on one marker. Uh, For example, when we were doing the centennial stuff, um, 
a lot of counties and cities like significant settlements did historic markers for the centennial but they would put a lot of their local history into one marker and you only get about 180 words on our big markers and so a lot of their really interesting stories get squashed together and none of them really get the time that they deserve um and then other cases for example um the theme of westward expansion uh settlement pioneers etc we have about 359 markers that mention that so that's about half maybe a little bit more of our markers um and while that is a really important part of nebraska's history we want to tell those stories we want to make sure that people understand and remember that these things happened and that these people were here that's not all nebraska is nebraska has a beautiful rich history it's vibrant it's alive and we're not just a pioneer state we have so many things going for us i really want nebraska to be able to showcase that for our locals who are seeing the signs every day and for tourists who are coming through um, visiting places or for people who are just passing by on the roads on their way to somewhere else um we also have things like there's probably about 168 markers that mention Native Americans, um, but only about six of those actually have any sort of input or perspective from Native American people. So we'd really love to see that um, get a little bit more balanced because who knows Native American history better than the Native American tribes of Nebraska? Anam, I would have guessed that. I would have guessed that most of the stories on these markers would be from a pioneer perspective and and you've just confirmed that 359 markers with pioneer expansion uh, 168 markers out of almost 600 that mention native american yeah we also have um quite a few world war ii markers about 52 markers that mention world war ii um the next highest related to various conflicts was the civil war with about 32 and well, we really want to make sure that we're remembering those events and we're memorializing those veterans. Uh, we also have other conflicts where Nebraskans have played a significant part or have stories that we'd really love to remember and to make sure that they're being given some spotlight. Um, so in a lot of cases, it's not necessarily we, like that we feel like we have too many of a particular marker. It's just that we feel like there are a lot of opportunities for us to highlight additional areas of history how well are they written autumn are they are they unbiased are they biased are they accurate so there's a wide variety of um quality <laughs> to these markers as i mentioned before many of the first ones were put up in the early 60s um and the way that we would write markers now is much different than the way we would have written them then um right now we're trying to make markers a little bit more readable a little bit more not necessarily fun or casual, but more open and less filled with jargon. Um, something that people are excited to read and that sounds fun and interesting and isn't so academic. And as an academic, I can say that I sometimes also like to read things that are not academic. Um, as far as accuracy, some of our early markers in particular um, have some hearsay in them as far as like they will mention things that we now know to be local lore and not necessarily fact. And so we'd really love to do in the future some minor revisions on those where we maybe point out like, this is what local lore says. We don't have the resources to say that it's a fact, 
Um, and in some cases, we do have some very biased language that we would like to revise because it just reflects some historical inaccuracy. Um, and that is partially because in the last like 60, 70 years that we've been doing markers, um, the field of history has really developed and developed new strategies, new methods for improving accuracy and um, making sure that sources are all lined up, et cetera. So we'd really love to go back and look at some of those and just kind of pinpoint the areas where we're not quite meeting our standards as the State Historical Society, and we want to bring those back up. Of course, we don't want to completely forget about the old versions of the marker either. Um, so I am trying to work with some of our um, other areas of the organization to maybe potentially in the future have like a a page on our website where you can see the old marker text and the new marker text side by side with some context for maybe whatever revisions we're doing on them. How about physical condition, Autumn? Uh, bullet holes, broken posts, paint? Yeah, so a lot of our markers um, have either minor um, wear or some intense wear. Um, in many cases, a lot of them do have bullet holes. People really like to shoot at them. It's very unfortunate because these are for the people of Nebraska. Um, and so it seems a little bit sad to me that somebody would decide to use them as target practice when they're for Nebraskans. Um, but we also have some issues with paint chipping on a fair amount of them. And the poles do tend to wear down after a while. Um, I would like the public to know that if there is a marker nearby them that is in poor condition that they would like to see replaced with a new version because of condition, they can always contact the um, State Historic Preservation Office at History Nebraska. Uh, we do handle the replacements for those, making sure that we get new ones up because we can't always keep an eye on every single marker. So sometimes they're deteriorating, but no one's telling us. And if it's not one that we happen to see, we might never know. To what extent did you find that there are markers either not in the right location or there are locations that do not have a marker? So we do have uh, several different examples of that. Uh, right now we are trying to do a little bit more um, formal uh, sort of research on what markers are not in the correct place or which ones are um, perhaps not in the place that we thought they were or have been moved, et cetera. Um, because there have been, there has been a little bit of turnover on the regular historic marker uh, program as far as who is in charge of what uh, the last couple of years. And so it's kind of trying to once again, hit that um, where things are not necessarily always in the place they're supposed to be. But if we don't know that it's not in the right place, it might take us a little bit to get around to that. So, Autumn, what is your first action step now that you've managed to go to all 580 or so historical markers around the state? Um, so we've looked at all the markers and we actually just in. Um, oh, gosh, what was it? July finished up, I believe, our first round of uh, calls for applications for my program. Um, so we have about 13 or 14 markers that we are working on um, getting out, getting ordered, and um, finalizing the text for. 
so we can get those up. And so our next step is really um, evaluating what went well in this first round, what we can do to improve it. Um, I would really love to make it as easy as possible for the public to get involved in this program, because it's not necessarily about what I think is important about local history or about a community's history. It's what they think is important. This is not me going to a town and telling them, this is your history and this is what I think is important and we're going to put a marker up for it. Um, if I have something that I think sounds interesting, I might contact some people from the like local community and say, hey, this is really interesting. Do you have an interest? Would there be local interest in doing something with this? But I'm never going to tell a community, you have to do a marker about this. I really want it to be communities deciding this is a really fun part of our history. This is a really interesting person who is related to our community, to our group. We would love to do a marker to honor that and the place in Nebraska history that it holds. So, Autumn, where can listeners go to either provide you some information or to maybe contribute financially to your effort? Um, so right now, you can either call me or email me. Um, so my phone number for my work cell phone would be 402-416-7695. I'm also available via email, but my email is kind of hard to spell um, because it's my first name and my last name, and it's it's always kind of um, difficult to make sure that all of the letters are being heard correctly. Dutch, German last names, you know. Is there a, a History Nebraska site yes. that provides a link? Yeah, so if you go to history.nebraska.gov, um, I believe it's under our Programs tab. Our website changed recently. Um, you should be able to go to the Historic Marker Equity Program, and there you should be able to click on that, and that'll provide you with a little bit of information about the program, um, some information about our last round, um, members of our advisory council, and there should also be information about how to contact me via email there, which would probably be a little bit easier just mm -hmm. because my name is so long and there's so many vowels. <laughs> History.nebraska.gov. Is Nebraska abbreviated? It is not. It's the full name. N-E-B-R-A-S-K-A, folks. History.Nebraska. Spell it out. .gov. You'll find the Historical Marker Equity Program link. And go yep. for it. Thank you, Autumn, very much. This is really fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and we also are accepting phone um, donations to our foundation, the History Nebraska Foundation. If you would like to help preserve Nebraska's history and promote the... Um, the publicization of Nebraska's really interesting history and all the things that we're doing here at History Nebraska. And you can find that, too, at history.nebraska.gov. Thank you, Autumn. Autumn Langmeyer, the coordinator for History Nebraska Historical Marker Equity Program, joining me on Lincoln Live.